Hi, it's Jeff Farley at the Otisville Mount Hope Presbyterian Church, and our sermon for Monday, Thursday. I'm delighted that you've been able to join us. Uh, if after listening to what is said tonight, you have some questions or you want to contact us, you can do it at our email, otisvillepress at hvc.rr.com, or check out our website at www.otisville, that's with two L's, press, P-R-E-S dot org. Um, Monday, Thursday, uh, the name Monday comes from the Latin word mandatum, that is the command, the command to love one another. The scripture this evening is Matthew 26, 17 to 30, and the story is we will all betray him. On the first day of the festival of thin bread, Jesus' disciples came to him and asked, where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal? Jesus told them to go to a certain man in the city and tell him, our teacher says, my time has come. I want to eat the Passover meal with my disciples in your home. They did as Jesus told them and prepared the meal. When Jesus was eating with his 12 disciples that evening, he said, one of you will surely hand me over to my enemies. The disciples were very sad and each one said to Jesus, Lord, you can't mean me. He answered, one of you men who has eaten with me from this dish will betray me. The Son of Man will die, as the scriptures say, but it's going to be terrible for the one who betrays me. That man would be better off if he had never been born. Judas said, Teacher, you surely don't mean me. That's what you say, Jesus replied. But later, Judas did betray him. During the meal, Jesus took some bread in his hands. He blessed the bread and broke it. Then he gave it to his disciples and said, Take this and eat it. It is my body. Jesus picked up a cup of wine and gave thanks to God. He then gave it to his disciples and said, Take this and drink it. This is my blood, and with it God makes his agreement with you. It will be poured out so that many people will have their sins forgiven. From now on, I am not going to drink any wine until I drink new wine with you in my Father's kingdom. Then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. So one of the great joys of life is being able to spend time with family and friends. And when you do, there is almost always food. I love it. Edgar Hayes noted in last week's book study of Jamar Tisby's How to Fight Racism, how great it will be when all 11 of us in the book study can get together and talk in person. And Edgar and I almost said in unison and eat. Why? Because table fellowship is powerful. We've all felt it. We know about it who sits with you at table and eats and talks and shares stuff, becomes family. We become closer because of the automatic intimacy of shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder and elbow-to-elbow -elbow camaraderie. We at the table can let down our guard and let slip away our pretenses. We can banter about all that is happening in our lives and all that we've experienced together and separately. We can love on each other, pick on each other, celebrate each other, find out the truth about each other while eating something wonderful and soul-filling, and sometimes just survive together, somebody's awful cooking disaster. What beckons us is the food. What holds us there is the interweaving of our lives. And so it is important we notice who's at the table, and just as important, even perhaps more important, noting who is not. The table can be a place of exclusivity, or of inclusion. It is our habit in Presbyterian churches to invite all who wish to come to the table to come. 
Perhaps that is how it is at your table at home, dinner cooking, and so everyone who wants to come and eat is invited. I remember coming home from church during my high school and college years and having an assortment of folks at the table that my mom and dad, dad had met at church and invited home to eat. Early on, my mom told my dad that it was fine to invite people, but with all the work involved, she preferred we stop at a deli and get all kinds of luncheon meat and side dishes and fresh rolls so that everybody could have their fill. We had visitors from the church, college students, missionaries, though oddly, I don't remember international students, and I also don't remember people of color, although there were some families that probably would have loved the fellowship who we include and exclude from dining and from the communion table says a great deal about us. And it said a great deal about Jesus, who included at his table not only faithful disciples, two, one who would deny him and another who would betray him. Because who you choose to invite says a lot about who you love, who you care about, whom you wish to have a relationship with, who you want to reach out to you, so you can uh, understand each other. Make no mistake, Jesus loved Peter and he loved Judas. He wanted to help them see him, Jesus, for who he was. And he wanted to help them overcome the obstacles in their lives that were slowly moving them off course. Jesus invites us too to come and sit at table with him, to enjoy the fellowship, to hear the prayers, to remember our wonderful times together, and to hear Jesus explain why his death was necessary, even if some of us at times have denied him and betrayed him. It turns out Jesus still loves us. And so at that table, he broke the bread and raised the cup so that we would understand that no matter what comes, he is for us. On this Monday, Thursday, we invite you to come to the table, no matter where you are and no matter how broken you may be, no matter who you have excluded from the table, and find the joy of the Lord that will allow you to open up your heart to Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, the one broken and poured out, so that we can open up our hearts and lives to him and to each other and to all those we have excluded, knowing that God loves them as much as God loves us. Come to the table when you have opportunity and join in the great feast of the Lord. Amen. We're delighted that you've had this opportunity to kind of join us on Monday, Thursday, or whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. If you haven't had communion in a while, you're welcome to come to the Otisville Presbyterian Church if you'd like to. We have communion on the first Sundays of the month. If you live too far away, find a fellowship that is willing to have you come and join in the sacrament. It's a great opportunity to expand the number of folks you are spending time with at an exclusive, uh, at an inclusive table. God bless you.